0: Hello, fellow conspirators, and welcome to The Truth is in the Trees. I'm Chrissy, and with me, as always, is the molder to my skelly, the garth to my Wayne, the watcher to my 657 Boulevard, Dre. <laughs> I panicked.
1: <laughs> I told you she was the garth to my <laughs> I panicked. Moving on from my mini stroke, I probably should have finished my Harvest Moon coffee first. Oh, milk and almond milk because we have sensitive tummies. (laughs) Sensitive tummies. Um, Okay, let's get conspirizing. We are talking about the infamous Watcher House, or as we like to call it, the classic case of upper class voyeurism. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Chrissy, tell me about the town in which this takes place. All right, so
0: the house that we're talking about is in Westfield, New Jersey. <clears throat> Westfield, New Jersey is known for its beautiful downtown area, fantastic school system, easy commute to New York City. It's like 20 to 30 minutes outside of um, the city. Your chance of being a victim of a violent crime here is actually only one in 3,444. So it's a really safe place to live. And it was actually rated the 30th safest place to live in the US in 2014 where our story begins oh my
1: gosh it's just 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 the day junior
0: anyway <laughs> um 30 top 30 top 100 is pretty good um we're good, never
1: we'll wait. never be there no. Um, no, it no that way. must be nice i mean our town's pretty safe ish except um, for that weird guy that tried breaking into your mom's car last night
0: yeah right i was just going to say that except for that guy and but he was probably harmless was probably <laughs> harmless and the guy who <laughs> She has a, a cop lives across the street. <laughs> That's even but more wait, ironic. did I tell you? Did I tell you about that? Somebody um
1: <laughs> left a flaming poo in his driveway. <laughs> <laughs> left a flaming poo in the cop's driveway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did they say on? What was that? Billy Madison. <laughs> he's like, it's a bag of shit.
0: <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you know, aside from that, it's pretty safe. Um, anyway. Focusing. Focusing about Westfield, much safer place. They probably <laughs> don't have flaming poo on police lawns. I don't know. Maybe they do. Um, but um, it's basically May- Mayberry. However.
1: There <laughs> Mayberry is, without the flaming poo. That's a wonderful Mayberry, way to describe I mean, I know, a town. Mayberry,
0: maybe Mayberry has flaming poo. I don't I know just what mean,
1: I just mean in general. That's a great way to describe a town. It's similar to Mayberry <laughs> without flaming poo. <laughs>
0: okay but there is one famous murderer to come out of this town do you know who it is
1: john list
0: john list that son of a bitch all right
1: that crazy son of a bitch (laughs) um
0: yeah um john list is what's known as a family annihilator and um it's exactly what it sounds like
1: total annihilation
0: it's not funny. It's a, a little bit funny. it's his whole family. The
1: story isn't funny, but the fact that they use the word annihilation is funny to me and I can't tell you why, but it is.
0: It's small dick energy, is what it is. They,
1: amen. I like so. that. Small anyway, dick energy. So in
0: 1965, um, John was already married to his wife. They had four kids. Um, the oldest had already moved married and moved out of the house. So they had their three youngest children. Um with his wife Helen, three youngest children, Patricia, John, and Frederick. Um he got a job as a vice president at a bank in Jersey City. So he, he was an m-
1: accountant.
0: God, what a boring job.
1: Nerd. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fucking nerd. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, so he got this job in Jersey City and moved to Westfield. Um, took his whole family, plus his mother, Alma. Um, and they actually moved to a 19-room Victorian mansion called Breeze Knoll. Breeze Knoll. Breeze Knoll. How, what do you think it would be like to live in a house with a name? A nice name.
1: I was going to say, you had mentioned that your house never had a name, and I was going to call it a whorehouse. It's a whore home. Okay, It is. It's Thank a you. lovely whore home that you have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So in 1971, um, Liss lost his job at the bank, and instead of manning up and telling his family, he continued to get up every morning, have breakfast, and then spend his day at the Westfield train station. What did he do there?
1: He read a newspaper.
0: It took you all day to read a newspaper. Um, it's probably not that smart, though.
1: Maybe he was visiting somebody else's war home. <gasps> maybe. I mean, there's only so many newspapers that you can read. But while he was reading the newspaper, he was also skimming money and closing out bank accounts from his mother and his family without yep. telling his wife.
0: <clears throat> so he drained all of, the incau- all of the accounts, including his mother's, and the family was forced into a dire financial situation. But did he tell them yet?
1: No. Nope.
0: So he decided the best course of action would be to murder his entire family.
1: That seems perfectly logical.
0: Rather than face the humiliation of them becoming poor or having to go on welfare.
1: Hey, till death do us part and, you know, sickness and in health and shit. But, you know, I can't bear for you to know that I've lost my job. He's just
0: doing his duty as a provider. He can't provide anymore, so he's going to kill him.
1: Anyway, (laughs) He said he refused to go on welfare because of the embarrassment, and it would violate the principles of self-sufficiency that he learned at his father's knee. I literally have toxic masculinity, question mark.
0: Uh, toxic masculinity ruins the party again.
1: His solution? Kill his family to avoid telling them. Fucking moron. Well,
0: we've already established
1: he's not that smart. Um... So on November 9th, nineteen
0: seventy one, while his kids were at school, um, Liz shot his wife Helen in the back of the head while she drank her morning coffee. At
1: least she was allowed to have her coffee.
0: And then went upstairs to his mother's um, attic apartment and shot her above her eye.
1: Who did not get to have her coffee? Well, which maybe
0: she did. Maybe she had a little hot. It said then.
1: that she was shot in bed. Oh
0: well, well, well so she's
1: just trying to take a nap. I know she's trying to take a nap, but like at least let the woman wake up and have her coffee. Right. So when uh, Patricia and Frederick arrived
0: home from school, he shot each of them in the back of the head, and then he made himself lunch, a sandwich, of course, um,
1: which... Typical
0: man. Come on. there's, There's at least two guys listening to this.
1: At least two guys, but you can't tell me that they're probably not sitting there eating a sandwich while listening to this podcast.
0: Okay. Well... Listen. DM um, Andrea, please, and not Chrissy because I am I, um,
1: – This last week, I was super busy with, like, podcast and, you know, life shit, and Nick had made a comment about how he had to eat peanut butter and jellies this week. So while he is capable of cooking other food, he resorted to making himself peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You know, he
0: probably made this sandwich and then ate it over the sink with the
1: knife hanging off the side of the thing <laughs> exactly. he might want another sandwich
0: <laughs> so anyway he made a sandwich because apparently murdering your family makes you hungry and then went to watch his eldest son john play a soccer game you know said good job sport all that jazz on the way home um and then i wonder him-
1: if he gave him pointers for his next game maybe
0: like you should if he was better. like you
1: probably next game maybe you should like Hit it with your head, or like you know what? Don't worry about it. Or don't worry It'll about it. Fine.
0: The next game, you'll will get him next game. <laughs> then it's he goes, kind of goes. He shot him multiple times because this kid actually tried to defend himself, which is absolutely heartbreaking to me.
1: It's really um, sad. I do want to say I don't know if you mentioned the, the ages, but Patricia was sixteen. Um, his John. son John was fifteen, mm-hmm. and his youngest son Frederick was thirteen. My so they were just young, and this. The the John, um, the 15-year-old, is the one that he had at the soccer game, and then he actually fought oh, back. Baby. So, at 15 years old, I mean, you're still, yeah, he's still just a baby.
0: So, after he killed his family, he moved his wife and his children's bodies to the ballroom. Ballroom.
1: He- <laughs> that was awful so ballsy. <laughs>
0: ballsy in the ballroom. He he why had lots I, of balls I understand to take why them into the
1: ballroom, ballroom, but it's funny. <laughs> Why do they call it a ballroom?
0: Because they had balls in the ballroom.
1: <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> like galas. Events. Why wouldn't it be called a, a gal room instead of a ballroom? I
0: don't know because balls is funny. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Balls, it makes me think of that. What did we say that uh, – The ballroom underwear. The ballroom underwear with the the extra – <laughs> Extra room. I
0: was gonna think so I'm you need more sandwiches. But I was thinking of work.
1: I was thinking of the compartment, but I, all I could think of was cupage <laughs> Anyway. cupage with our sandwich. <laughs> Would you like a side of cupage
0: Oh my god. <laughs> so he left his mother in the attic apartment saying she was too fat for him to carry down the stairs, which
1: he's is a little bitch.
0: Fucking rude. That's I mean she's already so dead. You killed
1: her. She's and already then dead. And then you dead. say she's fat. That's I mean, rude. but like, I don't understand what. So even if she was fat, she's already dead. So what's dragging her down the stairs is I don't, gonna hurt? Like, don't maybe? try to explain this man's logic, okay? So
0: then he turned down the heat um, <laughs> as low as possible, cut himself out of all the family photos because oh, oh there's Sid. there's
1: the dog. He's hearing us talk about him. Um, He's just as mad. He
0: is angry. Let's, let's pause for Sydney to get it out. Okay, Sid was um, warning us that the mailman was here, and we're safe, and we thank him for his service.
1: (laughs) He's a very good dog. He's a good boy. He's a good boy.
0: Anyway, um, so, um, List cut himself out of all of the family photos, because kids, this was before social media, and actual photos are all that we have. Oh my god. Is that Bigfoot? It's Bigfoot. What is happening? (laughs) Um, Anyway. He wrote a five-page letter stating that he killed his family to save their souls. Turned on the radio, left every light on in the house. Wait, what? What did he play on the radio? I, you know, I don't know. What kind Probably of, jazz. I, I think feel it, like it's jazz, like smooth jazz. He's definitely a an Amy Grant person. I okay, don't Amy think, Grant wasn't a thing yet, but you know, in the seventies, it definitely wasn't like Motown or some shit. But <laughs> anyway. Um, turn on every letter and turn on every light in the house. He also stopped the milk and mail delivery and sent letters to his kids' school saying that they would be visiting a sick family member.
1: I forgot that milk men weren't a thing back then. They
0: were. We should bring
1: that back. Um,
0: I mean, we don't drink milk, so.
1: Oh, yeah, we talked about that already. Yeah, we did. Sensitive tummies and Sensitive shit. Sensitive
0: tummies. So the bodies were not found until December 7th, and this is like really what trips me out about this story. It's just so, I don't know, it's eerie, it's heartbreaking. Um, The neighbors called the police because. He left all the lights on, which were burning 24-7, but um, so the lights started going out one by one, which is just an extremely eerie thing to me, to just like, oh, wow, something's really wrong, like, it's just so creepy to me. Um, um, <clears throat> so, uh, because this was such a small town, it was like Mayberry, like I said, the murders became national news, but List was already in the wind. Um, He was finally brought to justice in 1990 after the case was aired on a 1989 episode of America's Most Wanted. God, I love that show.
1: I know. Um,
0: He was found guilty on April 19, 1990, 18 years, 5 months, and 22 days after the murders of his family.
1: Do you know how he got caught after America's Most Wanted aired? No. Um, A woman from Richmond, West Virginia noticed that John Link... Described in America's Most Wanted, looked an awful lot like her God-fearing, church-going accountant neighbor, Robert Clark. And lo and behold, after remarrying, the wife confirmed that the authority, what the authorities already knew, he is a gross man that murdered his whole family, and he was sentenced to five life sentences in 1990 after defense lawyers tried to argue ptsd from his military history so
0: they're just like grasping at straws obviously because that they literally had nothing to do with like even the reason that he gave for killing no. his family
1: they literally sat down mm. and was like
0: okay what's gonna what break? could
1: this man possibly do
0: i feel like that was probably like a new a new diagnosis too in 1990 But i, I um
1: I'll i also on. forgot to tell you did you know that his wife had the sif
0: yeah, his first wife Helen. She was yeah. also an alcoholic.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that she was an alcoholic, but she was. Yeah, she got it from her first husband, but never said anything because, you know, God and shit. Also, drunky McDrunkerson.
0: I mean, yeah, she was she was a drunk, um, and they would describe that she actually had like I think tertiary syphilis, which is that it's in its final stage and it starts to affect your brain. So she was a little bit. Ooh. He
1: probably did her a favor, but that's besides. I mean, that's the probably
0: point. fair, but they never said that he had it, which is weird. So. Well
1: she was treated for it yeah but she wouldn't have tertiary syphilis then, but she it was treated. unsuccessful is what oh, they say okay. but so like treating it that's weird well, because you can be cured of syphilis yeah but I guess treating it maybe prevented her from passing it but how know. would you still have the symptoms if the know. syphilis was still I don't really know coursing how through works, your to veins perfectly
0: honest it's not something I studied in nursing school but anyway, it's
1: funny though but what I do
0: want to <laughs> What I do want to bring up, and that is not funny, honestly at all, um, is that he was on the run for eighteen years, five months, twenty two days. That is longer than any of the children he
1: murdered were alive. That's so depressing. So
0: um, that's real messed up. And I realize we sound really cavalier about this, but um, you know, laugh or cry. So if you don't laugh
1: about it, you're gonna cry. About yeah, it. that's
0: my theory on life. So that's that's their most, um, you know, that's the the murder at least that we know of, that came out of this wonderful Mayberry-ish
1: town. Well, it is important to note that that was not at 657 Boulevard. It was not. Which it was, is, like, two blocks away. What I'm going to talk about, it was a couple blocks away.
0: Yeah. So why don't you tell us about the house?
1: Um, okay. Well, first of all, speaking of the area, did you know that Charles Adams, the creator of the Adams family, is from Westfield, New Jersey? That's pretty sweet. He lived, like, down the street, like, okay. across town a little bit. Cool. Um, it wasn't too far. Anyway, the real 65 Boulevard, 657 Boulevard Again, was... Boulevard.
0: Oh, <laughs> Boulevard is a stupid road name. I you just don't... I don't word. understand. But whatever. That's... I digress. Well... I stand by that.
1: There are a lot of things that are questionable about this place. <laughs> so, um, it was originally purchased in 1905 by a real estate agent and early property developer. It did not mention anything about the original, like, if he built the house and then like gotcha. just put it in his name yeah. or whatever it might be, um, I'm assuming that he had a hand in building the house because it does say it does specifically mention that he was an early property developer. okay But his name was Harry Lincoln Russell. Uh, the price was mm-hmm. not disclosed but uh, disclosed, but it was sold in 1914 to the Davies family for one dollar. Hmm. And that, I guess, was a trend of property transfer at the time. Uh William H. Davies was a one time mayor of Westfield. He was elected in nineteen thirty two. And ironically, that's the same year the House was struck by lightning during one of the most severe storms to hit the area in years.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Um,
1: I wonder if he had like a successful
0: like mayorship.
1: Mayorship. Hmm. Because what if it was just Well if it was like, only one time. A shitstorm of mayorship. And then the lightning was just the icing on the cake. Maybe. For that year. But the house was obviously restored. Um, and then it was handed over to his son Francis Davies and his wife for $1 in 1947 after William died. Uh, they owned the house until it was sold to Dillard. <laughs> I can't get over how stupid that name is. <laughs>
0: what they call him? Like Dill?
1: Dill Bird. His wife Mary... Well, if somebody came up to me and was like, what's up? I'm Dillard. I'd be like, <laughs> Dillard bird. Go Dillard yourself. How about that? Uh, but she obviously thought it was ch- he was charming because she married him. Yeah. But um, in 1951, they bought the house for, yet again, a dollar. Hmm. I couldn't find much information on this family. However, they only lived there for about four years and then sold the property to Lawrence and Mary Schaefer. Normal names. What's so wrong with that? But they sold the house for $23,000. So that was, what, a $22,999 profit. Um, If they bought the house for a dollar. Oh, well, yeah. And then sold it. So they made a nice profit. Um, And then the Schaefer story in itself is fairly uneventful. But I did stumble upon a story um, from 2015 from a website called The Gothamist you ever heard of that Mm-mm. very batman um the author is super funny and very witty um it's a good read so if you want to look it up it's just pretty self-explanatory it's about the watcher Mm-mm. um so she had the this this conversation opens with a clerk at a wine shop so yet again my kind of girl. Uh, the dialogue in so many words states that she pressed the clerk for info on this infamous Westfield house that was, um, but he was very coy and stated he wouldn't speak on it for personal reasons, citing the fear of the watcher, quote-unquote, retaliating. Hmm. The author goes on to state that they were contacted by Bill Schaefer. Remember that guy? Yeah. The guy we were just talking about.
0: Well, we were talking about his parents, maybe.
1: Maybe. Um, He had told the author that in the years his family lived there, nothing crazy happened, just happy memories, and there was nothing to report. Um, That's pretty lame. But after everyone went on their merry ways, um, Bill had sent an email stating that he did speak to someone who lives on the street and says that the Watcher is a local crazy who lives on the street um, and harasses everyone. He's an adult son of an older couple on the street, and they defend him, claiming that he's harmless. When in reality, he just makes life uncomfortable and annoying. Okay. No one says anything again in fear of him actually retaliating, but um, he clearly hasn't broken any laws, so the police will do nothing. Hmm. Uh, I mean, we all have those crazy people that live on our street not yeah, not I don't necessarily feel like, crazy I don't feel like people. That makes
0: him um, harmless, though.
1: Well, I mean, there's kind of people that you just avoid, right? I
0: guess, yeah
1: doesn't necessarily mean that he's like this psychopath that's going to come in and yeah. murder his entire family or do a family <laughs> annihilation. Maybe. That's fair. But you obviously take extra precautions when dealing with these people. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on. That was the end of that. And the Shafers ended up selling in 1955 to Seth and Floyd Bakes. Floyd Bakes. Floyd. Floyd. Makes me think of like Bobby Flay, but like Bobby Floyd. <laughs> Floy Bakes. Yeah. Floy Bakes what? Uh, the price they bought it for was not reported. And I did look at the purchase history on Zillow, and it only went as far back as 2014. Um, the Flo- uh, the Floy lived at the Floyd? <laughs> 657 Boulevard until 1990 <laughs> when they sold to John and Andrea Woods. Uh, now, this is where things get a little juicy. Juicy. Juicy, juicy. Juicy. So um, John and Andrea Woods bought the house for a cool three hundred seventy thousand. And just to recap, the previous owners have made significant profits. Okay. Um, each time they sold the house, uh, with the exception of the first three buyers, mm-hmm. that's a little suspicious to me. So
0: wait, in what year did they buy it? Three. 1990. 1990. Okay, and what year was did the previous owner buy it?
1: 1955. 1955.
0: And we don't know how much they bought it for.
1: That we do not know how much they bought it for. All right.
0: So $370,000 in 1955 would be equivalent to $75,000 then. Like accounting for the inflation rate, but Okay.
1: It's, so it's a pretty reasonable price for a house. However, you look at I mean back- $75,000 in
0: 1955 though
1: isn't reasonable. That's well, when houses were really cheap. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying, I mean, the, well, but the previous owners had sold the house for $23,000 to the Shafers. And what year was that? That was in 51. So, in 51, they sold the house for $23,000, lived there until 1955, and sold to Seth and Floyd Bakes, and the price was not hmm. reported. Today,
0: in... If 1951, if you spent $23,000, that's still only equivalent in today's money to $262,000. Oh, shit. So there's substantial profit being made.
1: Yes. Uh, given the fact that the house has previously been sold for a yeah. dollar per person, yeah, regardless of whether yeah. it was family or not. I mean, these people have just made complete profits mm-hmm. off of this. Totally. Um, okay. So then they bought the house in ninety four three $370,000 while it's been a pretty penny in the past the woods clearly sold it for much more than anyone could have imagined Mm -hmm. um and ironically they were the first ones to receive a letter so i just have a question up front do you think the money has anything to do with the watcher Mm. before we get any further
0: i not in like the the not necessarily purchase price
1: way Okay.
0: Like, not necessarily, um, I think money in general, but not, like, necessarily this purchase price going up and up.
1: Okay. Is, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, so, the Brodus family notoriously bought the house in 2014. Didn't cost much, just 1.3 mil. Or it's been reported up to 1.4. Um, so, somewhere in that ballpark. No big deal, though. Apparently this was over asking price. So I have another question. Can you even fathom how much one million dollars is? I mean not not really. Well, I'll tell you how much it is. All right. Let me know. Tell me. For one million dollars. One million dollars. One million. Channeling my inner Mr. Evil. Dr. Dr. Evil. He's a doctor. He's a doctor. I should respect him more. <laughs> uh, you can buy roughly 33,000 band shirts from Hot Topic. <laughs> what nah. would be your first band? Like, what band would you specifically go after to buy their shirt? Ooh, I know what yours would be. Tell me. Bad Omens. It would be, That's but. Stupid question. Or A Day to Remember. Mm, yeah.
0: Probably Ice Nine Kills.
1: Yeah. Oh, he's gorgeous. Oh so gorgeous anyway Anyway. uh you could buy 5102 floor tickets to see bad omens in pittsburgh which would be super badass because then you and my geriatric husband would actually go in the pit with me
0: no okay yeah we'd be the only three there
1: you i would still force you to mosh with me (laughs) which would be so funny afterwards i could just picture you like in a knee brace and nick would have like a back brace on (laughs) shut up and I'd be like, let's wash some more. You would have a back brace on. Come on. I would. I mean, we're all old, but I'm willing to sacrifice my body for a sick bad omens okay. Um. Okay, moving on. Moving if on. you are a Chrissy who likes Subarus, the year oh, 2023 Forester would cost you about $26,000. And cost- that's no. base no, model. No, that's
0: base model.
1: I'm not getting into all the extra bullshit. What? But what I'm oh, saying so is sure. that that means that you could buy roughly 38 of them.
0: Okay, so I could buy like 15 of them, really.
1: Okay, fair enough. But still, research purposes. And I Googled the average cost of a therapist. Which is? And the Googles told me that the average therapist costs about $90 per hour.
0: I would have thought it would be more.
1: I feel like that's probably with insurance. That's what we pay uh, with
0: insurance. All rip-offs. That, whatever.
1: That's about eleven thousand sessions anyway, which is still, not, still enough. not enough. Um. And speaking of therapy, uh, where we get our tattoos. Oh. Kelly at Rogue Tattoo.
0: Yeah, plug her. She's
1: amazing. She's awesome. Uh, we could each get roughly five thousand tattoos, oh. which I feel is more effective than therapy. But, I mean, yeah. Kelly's a pretty good therapist that's fair yeah she, she does pretty she totally well is. hi kelly only for us though i know you're oh. listening yeah
0: hi we love you she's only our therapist though go find somebody yeah. else. yeah
1: <laughs> but still get tattoos <laughs> from her because she's, yes, awesome. she's awesome um i personally would buy band shirts and tattoos um and probably mexican food instead Ooh, of therapy like chipotle yeah chipotle yeah which we actually just ordered Yum yum. shameless shamelessly um okay so derek and maria they had three kids <gasps> this is not a john list scenario i know but he murdered three yeah. kids so <laughs> this is not the same scenario but anyway they bought their dream home or what they thought would be their dream home a couple blocks from maria's childhood home in westfield um it is a six bedroom four bath home roughly thirty-eight thousand square feet
0: 38 38
1: hundred square feet um there's this there's the stroke um, the family never actually moved into this house, so um, that's pretty important. So, do you want to talk about the timeline of the letters? Sure, I can definitely do that. So, um, as we just said, um,
0: Derek and Marita Brodus bought the house in June of 2014 um, for between 1.3 and 1.4 million dollars, depending on your source. Like, what's another? What's another?
1: You Couple know, thousand 100 bucks. Hundred
0: grand. Um, they decided to renovate before they moved in, so they weren't living there. They were living in the house that they owned previously. What could you possibly renovate? That's what I wanna know. Why would you buy a house for, you know, let's say one point three five million? Let's split the difference. And be like, Oh, you know, let's spend this money and um but I don't like the kitchen.
1: You know, like what? on the show. Those cabinets are a little too oaky. Let's right. make something of them. Right. Let's get new countertop. What did they want? Like a new refrigerator. Can you imagine how big the refrigerator would have to be in the house? I don't know. But okay, moving
0: on. So, three days after they're closing, um, Derek's like, "I'm gonna go check the mail." Who gets the mail three days after closing? Like,
1: I don't. <laughs> what do you expect? And you're not even living there. Like, what do you like, expect? I, I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess you would have to check the mailbox eventually.
0: Keep yeah, it not three days. And then okay.
1: who's like, who's painting the house? And they're like, let me just go check the mail. I'm going to go check the mail in this house that I just closed on. <laughs> and I'm not living in. So why'd you, whatever.
0: Okay. Um, they received their first letter from somebody calling themselves the watcher.
1: Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun. dun, dun.
0: Um, the letter was, um the envelope on the letter was written in big block letters and addressed to the new neighbor. The note itself was uh, typed and um, began as friendly. Uh, it said, "Dearest new neighbor at six fifty-seven Boulevard, allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood." Soon, however, it became less friendly, and frankly, very creepy. The writer claimed that the home had been the subject of my family for decades now, and as it um, for decades now and as it approaches its hundred and tenth birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the nineteen twenties, and my father watched the house in the nineteen sixties. It is now my time. The letter creepily asked if the Broduses knew the history of the house. Like, okay, why would they? I just
1: told you the history of the house. Yes, yeah, you know the
0: history of the house, but, like, why would they know the history of the house? Whatever. Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I'll find out. Probably insulation. Okay, BT dubs, police never found anything in the walls. Also, why do you think they're there? They went to live there. What do you think that they're doing?
1: Why? I don't understand you mean, why, why you it's there? such a question. Like, yeah.
0: The same thing that anybody else would be doing.
1: Do you know what lies inside the walls? No, not until you ask me <laughs> yeah, what's in there. Yeah, I didn't there? even think about it until now. <laughs> um, the watcher
0: went on to say, do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Better for me. Was your old house too small for the growing family? Which I don't understand why he said it was a growing family. There was nothing in there that said, like, she was pregnant or anything like that. So, like, I don't understand why. Just I...
1: that they had a minivan.
0: Knew, yeah, but they had three kids. So, or was agreed to bring me your children. Once I know their names, I will call them to me. Like, bro. What?
1: Didn't it bother gone? you that they said Youngblood? Like, yes. Yes. Oh. Youngblood. Youngblood. It's the guy from Dog Bounty Hunter. That's the son. <laughs> I was thinking more of the rapper, but... but the, okay, would you like, say his name was Leland? I think his name's Leland. Leland. Leo okay, Leo, I, leo
0: <laughs> I like that show, but, like... <laughs> I do. It's so weird that he calls him that, and it freaks me out. But Leland's also not a great name, either. No. But... Well, I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, the more B. you Beth. think about, it. I know. I liked her. Me too. Um. Then, if you can believe it, the letter got even creepier. Who am I? There are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by Six Five Seven Boulevard each day. Okay, but like, how busy is their street? Do they live on twenty? Like a residential street? I assumed. Like why would you spend one point hundreds, hundreds. One point four million on a house that gets hundreds and hundreds of cars. <laughs> like it's next to the turnpike or right. something. <laughs> anyway, maybe I am one. Look at the windows you can see from six five seven Boulevard. Maybe I am in one. Like you're coming what? On, bro, First letter, coming on too strong. Back it up.
1: He's Turn just, off. He's just giving away too much information really is. here.
0: Um, so the next day, the Broduses discovered that the previous owners, John and Andrea Woods, had also received a strange letter, um, from someone calling themselves the Watcher. And John and Andrea had lived in that house for 25 years and never gotten anything until days before moving out. Um, the Watcher said that they'd been keeping a close eye on them, but since they'd never received anything like this before, they dismissed it as a prank. The police, however, did not and advised the Broduses to not mention the letters to anyone else, um as all of their neighbors were now suspects now this is weird to me because um this letter it's it's a weird letter obviously um it's not like something a normal person would write even as like a threatening letter it's not like really a normal threatening letter right but they didn't they're just like oh yeah it's totally real like I feel like the first letter the police would be like no it's probably a prank it's probably something somebody doing something stupid
1: unless and it really didn't have anything threatening in it it, other than i'm just watching you yeah but like like we had said in the title like this could just be like a voyeurism kind of thing like maybe they just get their rocks off they
0: haven't really broken any crimes and it's like almost as if they've heard of something like this before Mm -hmm. and they're a little bit worried about it but Mm -hmm it was just weird to me because I feel like half the time when you like hear stories like this they're going to the police and the police just dismiss them so
1: right because there was really nothing threatening in this letter and
0: then so you could say okay well it's like good police work they actually care you know but then when you hear the rest of the story it's like no that's not it either Mm. so it's real weird um anyway the Broda's family then reached out to um, both a private investigator who did background checks on all of the neighbors as well as two former FBI agents that they were friends with which is weird but okay um, one of which was actually the inspiration for Clarice, Clarice Starling in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> so, hello, Clarice.
1: I know nothing.
0: No, you from know, Silence uh, no. of the Lambs. Dre's a baby and doesn't watch um, any type of horror movie and never gets any of my references.
1: I so. get some of them just because everybody talks about it's not them. It's the same thing. Okay. Well, I tell you, I will watch horror movies with you if it's in broad daylight, and somebody has to cuddle me at night. Every you night. have Sid he's big mean guard dog he's not big mean guard dog if yes, he is he'll go boy anyway. no you literally walk into my house and he, he, he just loves me. looks up at-
0: he loves me uh another letter arrived two weeks later stating that the workers have been busy and i have been watching you unload carfuls of your personal belongings the dumpster is a nice touch have you found what's in the <laughs> walls yet in time they will no they won't because there's nothing freaking there the Watcher also referred to the Broduses by name. However, they misspelled the name. So their name is B-R-O-A-D-D-U-S. And the Watcher spelled it B-R-A-D-U-S. Mm-hmm. So so they a forgot
1: on. the D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's what she said. Awkward pause. Uh,
0: the Watcher also only ever referred to the children by their nickname. So put a pin in that. We're going to come back to that.
1: Yeah, so with the... the first letter they mentioned young blood but didn't actually specifically mention the children yeah just like just the minivan like they kind of referenced that it was a family but didn't actually
0: in the second they um, they mentioned the kids by their nicknames and also mentioned seeing the youngest daughter um, painting on an art easel in a like an enclosed porch so like a a florida room or a sleeping porch or um
1: even like a mud room, a mud room, room maybe like
0: whatever it is that you call it it's called different many things um so she was painting and he referenced being able to see her um but you can only see that if you're right next to the house so that was obviously very creepy to them um also the fact that he's referring to them at by their nickname um so the family still hasn't actually moved in at this point but they did bring the kids with them when they would come and do work on the house and everything um they're obviously freaked out that this person knows so much and is super anxious for them to um move in um they also the watcher also mentioned in the letter um asking if they would let their kids play in the basement and referred to them as the young blood like I said or um so they said, or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid if I were them.
1: Well, now I am. Right. Afraid to let them go down there.
0: <laughs> it is far from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Okay, first of all, that's a lie. It doesn't matter how big your house is, you can hear your kids scream. Because it's like the most ear-piercing thing you've ever heard. You know your child's scream.
1: Especially in our kids.
0: Yeah, especially ours. But I can pick my kids' scream. I can pick your kids' scream, my kids' scream, out of a cloud, anywhere.
1: Right. Well... Yeah, I mean, I guess that you could pick them out of anywhere, but and if I can you're hear not thinking, the house, if you're not thinking that they're going to be down there, like it might be, it might take you longer to get down it might, there. But, but like,
0: also at the same time, why would they play in the basement? Is it a finished basement? There's nothing that says it would, so there's no reason to no. play down
1: there. And my kids won't even go up into their bedrooms if it's dark outside. Exactly. By themselves. Oh my god! No, so, exactly. God forbid. So, yeah. So, okay. um, so I did just want to say too is that they in that second letter they mentioned you wonder who the watcher is turn around idiots like that would make one quite literally turn around so you'd be looking at your neighbor's house like this wasn't just like a you know you have a house and then a little bit of land and then a house and a little bit of land Mm -hmm. like they were literally one right behind the other house yeah yeah so they definitely had neighbors that were close enough to see the easel to hear them talking or yelling Mm -hmm. at their kids or hear their kids talking to each other whatever it might be Um, and then just the fact that they spelled the names wrong, Mm -hmm. kind of, I mean, that rules out any, anyone that is close to the family. Yeah, maybe someone that actually knows them. I was thinking even just the people, so clearly they live close to Maria's childhood home. So she would have known people on that street or in that area specifically, or, any of the people that would be driving past the house to get to wherever they're going she would know uh, quite a few people that live in that area so it wouldn't be somebody that they would actually know unless this was well
0: i mean it could have been on purpose They wouldn't necessarily know how to spell her her married name
1: true so uh just poke more holes in my theory then why don't you
0: Um, A few weeks (laughs) later, another letter arrived asking um, where they had gone and that the house was missing them because they had um, since stopped bringing the children to the house um, and really only Derek would go. So six to eight months after purchasing the home, uh, around February of 2015, the family put the house back on the market for $1.49 million um, to account for the renovations that they had made. So they were unable to find a buyer um, due to letters which because they're decent human beings, they chose to disclose to anyone who came to see the property. And after a series of price deductions, um, they took the house off the market six months later, so like around June of 2015. Um, In 2016, they attempted to sell the house again, this time listing for 1.25 million, where the letters still proved to be an issue. Their lawyer suggested that selling the property to a real estate developer um, who would tear it down and divide it into two homes But this would require the approval of a westfield planning board and it was unanimously struck down in a heated board meeting and if you've ever
1: heated oh my god if you've ever been to a council meeting you you let your grass go quarter of an inch taller than it should have been god yeah it's like the pettiest bullshit
0: it's just it's ridiculous um so months later they were able to rent the property um, but another letter came shortly after, move, after the family moved in. The letter was actually dated February 13th, which was the same day that the Brotuses gave a deposition in a lawsuit filed against the previous owner who failed to notify them of the letters. It was only one letter, though, I want to point out. Um, And And it was was
1: non-threatening. It was just weird that they would receive a letter. Exactly. But didn't it just basically thank them for taking care of the house? And something about, like, thank you for bringing, like, young blood or something into the house. Young blood. Weirdo. Say young blood one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: And it said, um, it it was dismissed because there was nothing that said that they had to. Um, So this new letter stated, "Um, you wonder who the watcher is? Turn around, idiots. Maybe you spoke to me, um, one of the so-called neighbors, who has no idea who the watcher could be. Or maybe you do know and are too scared to tell anyone. Good move. Letter was much more angry than the previous ones. Um.
1: Good move.
0: <laughs> Good job, guys. That reminds me of um, the original speed movie. Oh. Oh god, there's a quote. It'll come to me.
1: Is that the one with the quiz cage? hot
0: shot? No, it's got Keanu in it. Young Keanu.
1: <laughs> well, that was don't ever raise your <laughs> eyebrows at me like that. I
0: can barely even raise my eyebrows. <laughs> Keanu and
1: Sandra Bullock oh the bus oh that was a good one okay i get you now anyway um clearly not a movie so, critic
0: well um it complained about the immediate attention that the family had brought to my neighborhood my neighborhood hey, bro, you did this yourself okay then they praised the neighbors <laughs> who had saved the soul of 657 boulevard with my orders okay the writer even threatened the Brutuses, plotting their deaths. Maybe a car accident. Maybe a fire. Maybe something as, mild as uh, simple as a mild illness that never seems to go away but makes you f- feel sick day after day after day after day. How can you plot that? Like, are you going to go up and cough in the person's face? Because then they're going to know who you are.
1: And then you're going to die.
0: I don't know. Maybe. Like, I don't understand. Also, Whatever.
1: none of this really sounds that terrible. Not really. Honestly, <laughs> you keep sending me these letters. You keep making me scared to live in this house, and then you're gonna tell me that I'm gonna die. Okay. okay. Fucking do it. Great. My life insurance will pay for this stupid fucking house. <laughs> um, so the runners actually take that just for young blood.
0: Decided bitch. to stay. Um But they asked the Burtis to install security cameras, which I thought that they had security cameras at this point. I'm not sure why they wouldn't have. Um, But brave or stupid, you know, it's a really nice house, though. And I think that their rent was fairly cheap. So, you know, it wasn't, the letter wasn't addressed to them. (laughs) It's not their problem. Um, So the final letter ended with the watcher um, declaring victory. You were despised by the house and the watcher won. So what happened (laughs) to the house? Uh, the family was finally able to sell the house in 2019 to Allison and Andrew Carr, um, a young couple for $959,000. It's a roughly $400,000 loss to them, but probably even more considering that they own the house um, for like five years and never lived in it, plus all the renovations they did and you know everything else. They included a note by their attorney stating, um, we wish you nothing but the peace and quiet that we once dreamed of in this house, and included a sample of the watcher's handwriting, in case the new family ever received a letter and to date they have not um the family states that they're traumatized by the experience and are trying to move on with their lives and they state that not even the money from the netflix series will cover the losses sustained from the house which i put a pin in that we'll come back to it and they continue to live in westfield which personally i wouldn't yeah if you knew
1: somebody was watching you
0: yes somebody was watching you somebody was threatening your children um, this isn't a very big place. Also, when we go into the theories, like, there are people who think that they were the ones doing this and
1: are still talking about it. Yeah. Them. So, like, why would you stay in this town? I wouldn't even want to be in the same town because clearly, no. so people if think the you watcher is saying that the watcher is whoever they're saying it yeah. is, somebody in the town or whatever, yeah. like, you're going to the freaking grocery store and, yeah, and it could be the watcher could be right there exactly. in line next to you. Or cutting your brake lines. Right, right. It could be your you're pool boy yeah, like, who for, like who knows what it could be and you're just gonna let these people come right into your house right. Like i would have moved way as exactly. far away as i could i mean exactly. i get i get like their jobs probably had them tied yeah, down there but like, whatever but like no right. thank you exactly not in a million years you couldn't pay me to stay in the same town that somebody was stalking me in right so Freaking as of weirdos. today
0: um the watcher case has never been solved Um, there are some important clues that i'm gonna just just bring up real quick before we go into the um, the theories of who the watcher could be so dna testing proved um, that the envelopes were licked by a woman which really (laughs)
1: licked
0: (laughs) okay but also in like 2014 or whatever who was still using lickable envelopes we had the kind that had the sticky on them that's gross
1: do you ever worry that like with the, I remember licking envelopes whenever I was younger and somebody once told me that they were made from like horse hooves or some shit yeah. and you could get worms. Like somebody, <laughs> you could cut your tongue that on it. That was like a
0: Seinfeld episode know, where you,
1: his Beyonce died it
0: from the cheap glue.
1: You could cut your tongue and then you would get like maggots in your tongue. <laughs> I've never been told that. Well... Your parents obviously loved you more (laughs) and told you more heartwarming stories than getting maggots in your tongue.
0: (laughs) So a private investigator hired by the Brodus family determined that the watcher was probably an older person due to the way that they addressed the envelopes. It's M slash M Brodus. I've never seen that in my life. Um, I have a few times, but it is an outdated way of addressing Mr. and Mrs. And there's double spaces between the sentences. Um, I learned to write... um, uh academic papers that way but that's not how I write letters so um I couldn't tell you the last time I wrote a letter I mean me either but I'm just looking at my notes here I probably double that's, spaced that's not how my notes are here and that's not how your notes are there no
1: so but like, that probably those are notes. wouldn't be normal
0: for us no.
1: to write a letter in that but way. I'm assuming that the last time I did write an actual letter it was probably double spaced <laughs> I don't know
0: maybe um, so the letters had also been processed in Kearney, which is a U.S. Postal Service distribution in northern New Jersey, which kind of narrowed the search like slightly to that it was a local person. But it also determines that the letters were actually mailed and not hand delivered, which is what I always assumed that they were every time I heard this story. Um, they're not. They actually went through the post office. And um, so it could be considered a federal crime due to using the u.s postal service so like is anybody gonna really admit anything now because you can't you can't fuck with the post office man like we'll throw your ass in jail note to self like federal prison don't send anthrax no through the mail don't i mean you probably shouldn't anyway but definitely
1: not through the mail there was a side note there was a really interesting documentary on netflix about the anthrax yes scare yeah I didn't know much about it. All I remember is that I've when I was watched I haven't watched it. Yeah, you weirdly had to deal
0: with it in school, but I wasn't in yeah, school anymore, so... Yeah, f- in
1: fucking BFE, middle of Pennsylvania. because well, they're full of racists, And they're so... all worried that they're going to get Because <laughs> they're racist. This is... Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Anyway. So, police have determined that the likely culprit is an elderly female neighbor.
1: Which doesn't make any sense to me, because they literally could have just been like, oh... My mouth is dry. Please lick my envelope.
0: Well, yeah, but...
1: Um, so <laughs> Baby, all the two neighbors, my envelope?
0: All the two neighbors have submitted to <laughs> DNA testing, and one of which they described as a close neighbor, however, could not find the names of these people anywhere. The FBI um, friends that they had felt that the watcher would not act on their threats, but that the writing and grammatical errors pointed towards somebody who was erratic and unstable, so maybe. And also, there was an underlying anger towards the wealthy, which... Um, was evident when they were talking about, like, you know, greed was a greed that brought you and all that stuff.
1: I mean, even if they were not as threatening as the police would think they are, like, you mm-hmm. know, they're, oh, well, it's probably yeah. just harmless or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You have kids in the house. Yeah. You I have mean, a probably, family to worry about. So probably isn't... Probably
0: isn't good enough. Like, I'm probably not going to eat myself off the clean, uh, the new Ken Bridge, but, like, I still take meds to so mm, not. Like, I'm Yeah. I don't really like that bridge. I'd probably pick a nicer one.
1: That's pretty. Yeah, lots of people jump off of that bridge. It's not a bridge. If you're from here, you would too. Um, Fair. I mean, that's kind of like we're not right, but we're not wrong. Exactly. Like just in case, let's just let's just in cover case. our ass yes, and yeah. say probably. But you're like probably being watched by somebody who is crazy. Um, I'm not gonna do anything about it, but, but you, you probably should. should.
0: <laughs> um so there's some there's like major categories of theories that um we're going to discuss so just a neighbor um other westfield residents competing buyers um somebody with a grudge and then the Burns family themselves so um why don't you tell us about um um, the neighbors
1: okay i do just want to preface this by saying that we had to do like deep dive searches we did to find some of these names and the stories. So if they're wrong, if you know some other information, quite frankly, I just don't give a damn. I tried my best here. Yeah. And like these people aren't (laughs) listening to us, so like we don't care. So um, the Langfords, we'll start there. (laughs) Yes. The Langfords. Um, They are the next door neighbors and particularly we're going to talk about Michael Langford. Um, He lived at home with his 90 something year old mother, Peggy, and his siblings, who were all in their sixties, I didn't get a number of the siblings, like how many like they were, but there was a lot, and they were There's old, a lot. so it it kind of tracks as far as the letter being dated. Mm-hmm. Um, he was questioned twice, but ultimately there was not enough evidence to name him as the watcher. Um, his sister was also questioned, and I believe she was the only sister. After reading, I, so, I kind yeah. of got that vibe. And so she,
0: um. She was a realtor and the realtor in um, Karen, <laughs> Karen yeah. um, in the series is loosely based on her and then the the sister what the hell's her name? It starts with a P.
1: Then we I don't know. J- I don't remember. Jasper and his sister yeah. are
0: loosely based on the rest of this family.
1: So um Probably, maybe, I don't, whatever. What's the name of that lady that does the realtor in the show? All I can think of is like reminds me of the fourth of July. Makes me more not.
0: Stiffler's mom. Yes. Yeah,
1: I don't know mom. her real name. Makes me want a hot dog real bad. I can't take her seriously in literally anything. Or um me and my old coworker always had a joke every time we said dumbass, somebody would yell, I'm taking the dog, dumbass. <laughs> um, yeah. So I couldn't watch that show without constantly thinking I can't of take her, her seriously at all. Awesome ever. references. But um Yeah, so she was DNA tested, um, and it did not match, Mm -mm. unfortunately. Uh, Derek believed that it was Michael because their home was close enough to the enclosed porch that was talked about in the letter, and the private investigator also recognized the ticks, thinking that um, since they were an older family, that they would probably, I mean, they fit fit the the description. yeah. yeah. So, um, but this, I thought it was interesting that the private investigator also mentioned that he thought that it was an older person who was less macho due to the lack of profanity.
0: That's interesting.
1: Which makes but, sense, because if I was going to write a threatening letter, it'd be like, MF.
0: Yeah, but then again, at the same time, it's an old-fashioned way of writing. They didn't talk that way. So right. It was older person. So, if they're 60, well, I guess in 2014, there would still be like an older person. They didn't necessarily yeah. talk that way.
1: No. So. But that's that just further proves my point because I would yeah. if I were to write a threatening exactly, letter, yeah. so if I was like an older person. that mad to yeah. write something yeah. to somebody to their house yeah. and threaten them, it, it would yeah. have been like I'm gonna fuck y'all kids up. <laughs> know what I mean? Hide your wife. Hide your wife. <laughs> Hide your kids. Um, so actually,
0: um, Derek was so convinced that it was um, Michael Langford. That he actually tried to trap him into giving himself up by sending the family, the Langford family alone, a flyer. Like, they were sending out, like, a um, a neighborhood flyer saying, hey, we're tearing down this house. And he was hoping to get a reaction from the watcher. But mm-hmm. there was none. He was trying to get his britches all but, in a bunch. So the podcast I was actually listening to about this, it was on, um, and that's why we drink. It's a great podcast. actually brought up a good point that they should have sent a different... Letter to each neighbor and then see what the watcher said. Mm. You could have f- figured out who it was.
1: There you go. Right? That makes
0: sense. I know. That's a good idea. Hmm. Should have done that.
1: Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Shoulda,
0: woulda, coulda. But... I
1: mean, they still could. They yeah, could. Yeah, but now they know. They could be in cahoots. Like cahoots. Right. Why? They know because we're listening. They're listening to this Not podcast. Not to us.
0: Maybe they listen to that's why we're They're way more popular than we are. Are mm. ever gonna be
1: probably? Probably. This is just. Um,
0: so uh, we have. The unnamed neighbors um so uh, the family painter stated that he witnessed uh neighbor directly behind the burtus family
1: which would be the avis family
0: uh yes through a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot of deep dives um this was teamwork determined that it's more than likely um jack and elizabeth avis who lived here at the time not written in stone neither one of them are listening sorry if you're a family member um anyway
1: you're not listening either <laughs> this is
0: these are the people that um Mitch and Mo were very loosely based on the only thing that they have in common is that they sat in a lawn chair and watched the house literally the only thing
1: which I think is unfortunate because those characters <laughs> chef's awesome. kiss awesome freaking hilarious um, so they
0: were just sitting there watching the house maybe they're just watching with maybe they're people watching I don't know like
1: I mean I'm a people watcher I get yelled for maybe the contractors the were
0: hot though and Mrs. Avis,
1: no doubt, or she wanted some eye candy. I mean, or Mr. Avis. I'm not judging. Maybe they were just like an open couple, and they, they could have been. I mean, how many times have you looked like there when you were been out with your husband, and you were like, "Look, look at that beautiful, look at couple. that booty." Yeah, and your right. husband's like, "What's wrong with you?" I mean, I mean, there's a lot. it's totally possible that they could be a. <sighs> super friendly maybe I mean, they yeah. did so were there whatever. notes of pineapple on their front door there could have been we don't know anyways
0: the neighbors had lived there for 47 years and even had a child marry a man who grew up in the house guess what that man's last name is that it i looked up tell me were talking bakes looked it up
1: so that's what floy was baking
0: yeah a baby who married their <gasps> daughter
1: look at us go look at you go could this be the neighbor who refused
0: the DNA testing did they want their children and grandchildren to live in this house and carry on the Bakes tradition maybe to be 100% transparent I don't think it was these people at all it's just a fun thing to think
1: about well that also it gives me like um, arranged marriage vibes a little bit like let's marry your family to my family and we'll be this awesome power they had 10
0: kids so also 10 kids they could have a weird kid still at home we don't know about, who's terrorizing the neighborhood. True story. So, anywho, um, that's them. And then the last neighbor, um, the Union County Prosecutor's Office, um, had asked everybody to give DNA samples in 2018. Um, They didn't find a match, but one neighbor, Malcolm Mannix, expressed issue with the search. However...
1: Every time you say Malcolm Mannix, it makes me think of Malcolm in the middle.
0: That's a good show, too. Um, According to um, the article, The Cut an in, article in The Cut about this. There was no one in Westfield named Malcolm Mannix. Mannix was a TV series in the 1960s that depicted a police officer named Art Malcolm who helped Joe Mannix, a private investigator, solve crimes.
1: Wait, but is this reported that he was a neighbor? Yes. That did that refused DNA testing? Yes. Like he. Came, so somebody had to have office, made said, this My up. My name
0: is Malcolm Mannix and I have issue with this. Mm. I'm a neighbor. Mm. But that wasn't his name. So, um... You know, in the first note, the watcher mentioned that this father had used the used to watch the house in the nineteen sixties. So it's like a very loose connection, but it you know ultimately nothing came of it. It's just interesting. Hmm. But could this Malcolm Mannix be that weird guy that
1: the his, Schaefer Schaefers
0: or whatever we're talking about, and they know that he's a weird guy?
1: Oh, that's possible. And they're just like, oh, that, and freak- he would be oh older. that freaking
0: weirdo. Yeah.
1: And he would be older. Maybe the if police... He was watching these shows in the 1960s. Uh, that's what I'm saying. And maybe the police knew, like, maybe he's just, he's like, just like, cuckoo for weirdo. Cocoa yeah. Puffs. And he came in and said, my name's Malcolm Mannix. And yeah. they're like, no, it's not, Joker.
0: Yeah. But he's not, like, he just has some mental illness or whatever. So mm. it could be the person that they're talking about that everybody knows that he does this, but...
1: I mean, and if it was a mental illness, that would kind of make sense because, to be honest, those letters were all over the place. They made zero sense. There was no flow to any of them. Um, Well, this next one that I have on here is The Gamer, which is pretty lame. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think – I think it's worth noting that they had this suspect, but Mm -hmm. um, they questioned a young woman who was stopped on the boulevard. It doesn't say where at, Um, but she was there for an extended amount of time. Um, And so they stopped her, and she mentioned that her boyfriend lives on the street. Um, So, of course, they had to look into this boyfriend. Um, And he played video games, and in one of them, a character was known as The Watcher. Um, Police were so unfazed by this that they didn't even show up to the two scheduled interviews because there wasn't Mm -hmm. enough evidence. Um, But, I mean, that could possibly just be, like, a weird coincidence that they just... Happened to find this man, and the name was the Watcher, or maybe the wa- the actual Watcher knew this gamer, and was pulling from different
0: yeah this, sources um, to be
1: who he was.
0: The Watcher is actually a, like a character in a video game. Yeah. So like it's an actual video game. Um, yeah.
1: Mm. So um, and then the next one, I know you have a little bit more on. Yes. From the the teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just want to note that he did send letters to a house. So in the show, they kind of made him this creepy guy, which I loved his character too. Yeah, yeah. I thought that it was really cool. And I think that he did send letters to other houses, Mm -hmm. but it was to the houses, not the specific people living in the house.
0: Uh, so, yeah, who we're talking about is Robert Kaplow. Uh, he's an author who worked as a high school English teacher two towns away but lived um, near the town. He talked about his affinity for the houses of Westfield since he was a little boy. I think he was somebody that kind of grew up um, on the poorer side and just loved um, to fantasize about these big, beautiful houses. Um, Which is weird. <clears throat> I mean, I can kind of get it, though, like, if you dream one day to live in these places. Um so former students claimed that he had spoken to his class about his obsession that he had with this particular house in Westfield and he had written at least 50 letters to the house um, itself not the owners um Kaplan's brother who is a lawyer named Richard Kaplow lived a half a block away from 657 boulevard and actually represented the woods in a lawsuit filed against them by the brutuses. um so that's interesting connection like six degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever what? You never heard that? It's seven degrees. Whatever. Seven degrees. Six degrees. That's why I said or whatever. God. <laughs> Kaplow um, denied being the watcher and claimed that it was another Westfield house that he had written letters to, which I couldn't find that whatever house that was. And he said he actually house sat for its owners due to his kind, lighthearted
1: messages, which is fucking weird nobody's don't ever going to just letters. be like,
0: "Yeah, come watch you wrote
1: really nice letters to my house. It's not creepy at Please all. Please come watch it. Like, right. you can walk past a house and be like, wow, their landscaping's awesome. I know, I'm always like that's, like, that's a nice lawn. Wow, look at that front porch. Look at how they did that up. Yeah. It's really cute. But my God, don't send me a freaking letter. That's somebody's going to send me a letter and be like, your Wu-Tang sign. <laughs>
0: oh, Wu-Tang is for the children.
1: Wu-Tang for president, baby. Um, but that's the extent of the letter right. somebody's going to send to a house. Exactly. Like, it's not just going to be like, unless you're like an architecture professor and yeah. you have i mean i know like, that this guy had a thing for architecture yeah. but like if you're actually teaching a class on architecture yeah. and you're like hey find a house but why would you actually mail it to the house that's weird like it's one
0: you thing can... to make it like a, an assignment but another thing to actually mail it to the house but i don't think he actually did that in real
1: life well either way it's he still has some infatuation with these yeah. houses it's which is strange. super creepy um so he actually
0: has a famous book called me and orson wells which was turned into a movie in 2008 do you know who's in the movie
1: tell me Keanu uh, claire danes no claire yeah. danes
0: and zach efron <gasps> zach efron i know right
1: well <sighs> please pause for a pause. moment of appreciation for zach efron and his abs mm.
0: and we're back we uh stopped for a brief uh Um, appreciation of Zac Efron's abs and to stuff our faces with Chipotle. So
1: same thing, right? We have no abs. (laughs) They're there. They're just made of Chipotle. My children took my abs. I'm still beautiful though.
0: So the next um, the next um, theory is a competing buyer. So after it became public knowledge that regarding the letters, the price and demand of the house dropped dramatically as one would expect. So it would make sense if this was a rival buyer trying to drive the price and the demand down, knowing that the house would normally sell for a large amount of money and have multiple offers over asking. But a neighbor, Andrew Smith, was quoted as saying, I personally think it's a joke. I feel like this would have to come up some time prior if the Watcher story was real, that his grandfather and his father was watching the house. But Amen, brother. But it seems like it did, if that Schaefer thing was to be believed. Or if they just wanted their five minutes of fame because of everything that's going on, which is also possible. Um, But my thing is, why wait so long to buy the house? This was like a five or six year time span. And why not rent the house when it became available?
1: Because they were renting it for far less than what the mortgage would even be.
0: But unless it was somebody maybe who just couldn't afford the house at all. And just didn't want anybody to be happy. I don't know. I mean, Um, could be. But... So, is the current, are the current owners the Watchers? Like I said earlier, they're a young couple. I couldn't actually find, like, their ages or, like, birth years or anything. But looking from their pictures, they actually look younger than we are. So, I highly doubt in 2014 they were conspiring.
1: Do you want to talk about how old we were in 2014? No, I do not. Thank you.
0: Um, We both had children in 2014. I can tell you that. Um, um, According to the Woods. I was 22. Well, I was not. (laughs) Um, according to the woods they only had three um offers on the house when the Broduses bought it so the Broduses and two others and the other two offers actually backed out on their own one had found a different house that they fell in love with and um the other just said that they were no longer interested so it's not like there was a bidding war or something so that's just food for thought i i also don't think it was a competing buyer
1: i don't either i think that um if it was a competing buyer they would have bought the house they would
0: have struck much sooner like you know really low bottom or
1: they would have made an offer exactly like there would have been an offer and like hey i know this is going on but i'm gonna buy your house for this much exactly um
0: the next one well the next one is um some we're gonna talk about is someone with a grudge um and on a reddit thread um it just came up as anonymous so i think it's actually been this person's actually like deleted now but one user uh, compares this to a case from their hometown in a similar New Jersey town. And in this case, a wealthy family was sending anonymous threats to the town basketball coach for not playing their teenage son. Mm. And it's probably because he just sucked. Participation. <laughs> but the threats were often um, aimed at his family and his children. And um, eventually, Dave and Nancy Kushner were mm. eventually charged with stalking and harassing the their son's basketball coach. Um, the Redditor thinks that this is possibly something similar, just like a bored socialite with a grudge and time on their hands, which, fun fact, what did we find out about Kushner's?
1: Jared Kushner. It's from the same area. For those of you who don't know, that's Ivanka Trump's husband.
0: But those are not his parents' names, so he was not the shitty basketball player in question. I mean, he's he's probably not that great. As I say, he still might be a shitty basketball player, but not this one. (laughs) Um... All right, and I think you have one more before uh, we get to the Brutus family themselves. Yeah,
1: so the former owners, right? The Woods. It's the only other family than the Brutus family to ever receive a letter that we know of from the Watcher. They lived in that house for 23 years, and not only did they receive a letter, but it wasn't threatening, I and mean, it basically thanked them for being good owners. But why would they get a letter thanking them for being good owners if yeah. they didn't want to sell the house. Now, I understand that this probably loses some um, weight here, given the fact that they didn't buy the house again when it went up for sale. And there's really no other, I mean, the theories are, if you can make a theory out of any of it, like they, you know, didn't want to sell the house or they, for some reason, didn't want the Broduses to buy the house, whatever it could be, there really wasn't a solid theory as to why they would be the ones Um, but of course they'd have to be questioned and be part of the suspect list. Yeah. Um,
0: and I think they did say that they were DNA tested as well. I don't know if they were. I'm pretty sure I read that Andrea Woods was.
1: Andrea.
0: Andrea. Oh, sounds funny.
1: Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. (laughs)
0: Um, so the biggest theory, um, and the running theory for a lot of people is that the Burris family themselves did this. So some people thought that they were suffering from buyer's remorse, um, and, um, Derek said that these rumors, he believes, were started because the town didn't want the, to tarnish their safe town reputation. It does have a reputation of re- protecting its good name. In fact, um, the town Wikipedia page does not even mention the List family murders or this incident. incident.
1: So, they pretty suspish. much tried to,
0: like, tried to scrub it from their records. However, um, <laughs> the current Watcher series has kind of screwed that for them. Um, so that's why he thinks that they're letting this kind of perpetuate and not really doing anything about it the entire family of course has been dna tested however derek um did not make himself look any less guilty when he sent out his own letters to the family's biggest critics now i don't know exactly who those people were um but he sent them on christmas eve in 2017 like let's just ruin everybody's christmas he signed a note (laughs) friends of the brodus family and included several stories about recent acts of domestic terrorism in which signs of brewing mental illness has gone unnoticed. Um, his point was that somebody knows that this is happening, and somebody knows that their family member is mentally ill, but calling them harmless, and um, his point kind of was like, that that's not harmless, this is what it, it turns into, which...
1: So this kind of tracks with yeah, what so we like, talked about with yeah, the Shafers and... Exactly.
0: So, like, I get your point, yeah, but, like, you're not doing yourself any favors, bro. He claims that these are the only letters he has ever written. Um, so, he looks bad. And I know you have some other information that also looks him bad. Makes him look bad. But my thing is, to what end? The first letter was sent to the Woods family before the Birdis family even officially owned the house. And then why keep it up? Why not live in the house um, if they knew that they weren't actually in harm's way. They lost so much money in the long run. Why continue to dump money into renovations if they were never going to move into the house? Um, And if it was you doing it? Unless he was
1: hiding it from his wife. Okay. Which is possible. Which is
0: possible. Are they doing it for fame? They didn't do any interviews.
1: I don't think that they did it for fame,
0: Um, in my opinion. A Netflix deal, Um, according to them, the money they've made on the Netflix series doesn't even cover the money they lost owning the house. However... In 2018, they sold their story to Netflix um, for a reported seven-figure deal. So that's at least a million dollars, if not more. I'm assuming more because it was actually in a bidding war between multiple creation entities and was one of the largest deals made in 2018. So I'm not saying, but I'm saying it's at least a $600,000 more than the cost of the house that they lost.
1: But they also, I don't think it was for fame because they also did request that a numerous amount of things were changed and, okay, like, yeah. not even so like, everybody knows similar. who they are. Yeah, but I mean, it's like... It's not like
0: their names were hidden.
1: At this point, I don't think that they expected it to blow up the way that it did because if you're going to ask that, like, you asked Netflix, I wanted to say that I have two but kids and not three this. kids.
0: Even prior to this, though. Oh, like yeah. everybody knew who you were. It's oh, yeah. very easy to find your name.
1: But nobody was really looking into it until... Very well, recently, did, whenever that came... I mean, when people the show have, heard still.
0: multiple podcasts about this. I think there's actually... A movie, for sure. There might be a movie about it. I'm not 100% but sure.
1: But that movie, I think, was made against their wishes. I so, it, was it had to be just fictionalized enough changed. for it to not be their yeah. story, but it mm-hmm. was still their story.
0: Um So, in 2020, the Broadus family actually requested that the district attorney close the case and return all evidence to them. So, it can be used for um, private forensic genealogy, which is a uh, service that is associated with cold cases.
1: They ain't doing shit.
0: <laughs> and the attorney's office actually declined the request, and the case remains open but inactive. Um, so, tell me what you think. Tell me your theories.
1: Well, I don't really have a very solid theory for this one. Like, there just really wasn't enough for me to be like, yep, this is who did it. Okay. Um, so, just my little notes here. The DNA... Is from a female, but none of the neighbors who were tested matched the envelope DNA. Okay.
0: Um,
1: but that doesn't really mean much because you could have been like, "Hey, can you lick this envelope?" Mm-hmm. Whatever, right? Yeah. I have a cold. I don't want to lick this envelope. So can you do it for me? Whatever the okay. stupid reason might be, it doesn't necessarily have to be the person who actually sent the letter. Yeah. Um, the penman also states that he's been watching the house since 1920. Well, or family. his family yeah. has been watching the house since the 1920s. So the house was inhabited at that time by William H. Davies, the mayor. Yes. So what was happening at that time that somebody was watching that No, he was house. there in the
0: 40s, I thought.
1: It says in there that my grandfather watched the house in the 20s. No, and Davies. I w- oh, no. He was there from, um, let me double track because I do have the dates up here. Um, so, William H. Davies was in the house from 1914 oh, to okay. 1951. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so, that kind of struck me as odd mm-hmm. that they would mention the 1920s, the 1960s, because there were people living in that house, and they were people that just bought the house. Yeah. Like, it wasn't yeah. like there was a rhyme or a reason as to yeah. who bought the house. Um so my question is, maybe there are relatives of that family as neighbors. Okay. We mentioned before that it was really hard to find the names. The names of the yeah, neighbors. It is so, actually
0: really. We couldn't find any other neighbors' names, right? For sure, for sure, except for the language.
1: Right. So we um, we don't know that information. We don't know if there's somebody in the house mm-hmm. that had a tie to one of the neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also could be the Bakes. There yes. could be some family weird family history not with the that Bakes, house. The Avis. Well, the Avis and slash Bakes family.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, because they married each other. So yes. that's that's one those are questions that I have. Okay. Um, and just things that don't add up, right? But the Brodus family theory, I can see how somebody could think that it was them. Yeah. Uh the fact that they're unafraid of being in that town. Yeah. After all of this happened is kind of suspicious to me, but mm-hmm. it could also be buyer's remorse. Like he ha- they had a lot of properties, they had well, yeah. money issues, they weren't rich by any means. They no. were yeah. they they had money, mm-hmm. but they weren't um old mm-hmm. money rich. No. Generationally rich. It seemed rich. like
0: she was from the area, so maybe her family had money. Yeah, I mean she they might also, have had. They also borrowed money from her family to get the second house.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, well, that would make sense because they put all of their money into the, into this house, into the then boulevard then in house. And with her family. Uh-huh.
0: So they were only living, like, a couple blocks away from this house while the watchers saw him. So one would assume that if it was a neighbor, they knew where they were living. Yeah, so right? how
1: are you... So then... How are you going to make a big exactly. stink about this but not actually do anything to protect yourselves?
0: Exactly. And then I did see in another article, I can't remember which one exactly, that... Um, she came under fire because she still had a public profile um public Facebook page. Mm that had pictures of her children and everything. Oh, so, so yeah,
1: you're really not trying to hide anything.
0: So like just kind of like food for thought and um so, his Twitter um you can still read. I actually was reading it right. the other
1: day. Yeah, and he made a comment to what was it a, a news source or something about the house? Mm-hmm. Um, like but, something
0: about tell me it's my family again or something. like oh, that. Oh
1: yeah, but so he is definitely still yeah. and emotionally he a invested. Stuff.
0: Well, yeah, and he had a lot of stuff posted about Alex Jones.
1: Right, that's who he called out on Twitter. Yeah, very um,
0: interesting, but not necessarily re- relevant.
1: No, but I don't think that uh, somebody who, if you're in that situation where you just want to like sell off your house and be done with it, and you're scared and you won't move mm-hmm. your family into it, you're not going to draw any more attention to I this scenario. Think so. Like, you're going to want to just wash your hands of it, walk mm-hmm. away, and never have anything to do with this house ever again. You're One, your family's already traumatized enough. Mm-hmm. So to keep revisiting this is pretty out there. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like that's definitely something that you could think of. My theory, with literally zero rhyme or reason, is that it is the neighborhood itself. That okay. it's a, a multiple families, multiple neighbors that have comprised these letters, which is why there is no flow to them. There's no, it's, it could be an older person, but it could just be because a majority of those neighbors were from that same generation. Yeah. One person maybe wrote it and there was opinions from other people. Maybe. Or maybe like they wrote different sections. Right. So I don't know. I just feel like it's not just one person. Maybe. It's not, It's. it has to be, like, a host of people, I assume.
0: Yeah, that,
1: I can see how that makes sense. Pause, because our children need us. Ugh. Crisis averted. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I believe that it is a, a host of people that is doing this. Um, And I believe that. So it's
0: just like a, they don't want them in the neighborhood type deal. Yeah, and Any I believe that everybody is
1: just taking care of everybody. And they're like, we came Maybe. to this decision together. and. Now we're just not going to talk about it and pretend like it never happened.
0: Maybe. I guess I can see that. Like, because the Woods lived there for, like, what, 26 years, so you have to assume that they're older. And they're like, well, we have this nice neighborhood of older couples, and now you want this young Mm -hmm. blood in here, and that's not what we want,
1: so. Ooh, maybe it is the young blood thing. Maybe they mentioned that they wanted young blood, but they don't actually want young blood. Yeah, maybe.
0: So, um, I have two theories. Um, one that I kind of feel stronger about, but the first one was, um, the neighbor who refused the DNA testing is the neighbor who is watching the house. Um, So, um, and it's possibly Elizabeth Avis. I'm not saying that it is. I I don't know. She's the only one that, um, it was so hard to find their names in connection to this case. And we had to do such a deep dive. Um,
1: They did not want to be found out. They did
0: not want to be found out. Um, And so whoever it was I think it's the neighbors just a neighbor who reviewed refused their DNA testing and the names are hidden because um the town knows who it is so um they're hidden to protect the reputation of the town and that's why the DNA um, the DA won't give up the evidence because they don't want it to get out they want it to be like oh yeah it's these crazy new people coming in they're the ones starting trouble it's not our perfect little town it's Um, this guy who had buyer's remorse and, you know, that doesn't represent us because he's not from here. Right. Right. My second theory is that it was one of the contractors. Now the contractors have, are the ones who reported pretty much everything that was seen, um, to the bonuses, Right. And they had full access to the house. They're local. They've done work for multiple wealthy families in the area. Most of them might be old money, rich dicks. Like we don't know. (laughs) Right. So there could be an underlying anger at the wealthy, like you're just treated like the help. You're not treated like a person. Mm-hmm. Um, he could have had his wife or girlfriend or somebody else like the envelope, or the contractor or subtractor or worker themselves could be a woman.
1: Um, How did they know, not explore the contractors more?
0: I, I don't know, and that leads that that'll come into play here in a minute. So all these high society women who lunch at the club, hoity-toity bitches, yes, and are looking down on you because you're a woman in a man's field. Mm-hmm. So, um. They see and hear everything. They would know the inside of the house and where all the cameras are.
1: And they wouldn't be privy to the information such as, like, how to actually spell their name.
0: Exactly. Um, Maybe Derek and Maria aren't nice people. Like, we don't know. It doesn't say any. I couldn't find anything about, like, what they're like personally. Also, or, it's a small town. Maybe this person's really well-known and well-liked because they're the only gig in town, or they do fabulous work, and everybody loves them. You know, they're like a fixture Mm -hmm. in the town. So they're covering it up um or um you know maybe the the DA so the DA and the police aren't even looking into this because they wanted to make it go away Mm -hmm. so as not to spoil that Mayberry image so the contract the contractors are the ones who found all the issues they're the ones that found like the only part actual piece of vandalism which was like a sign that was torn down Mm -hmm. they're the ones who said that they saw the neighbor um and all this other thing so, it very well could be that. And there's no evidence that they were ever, you know, ruled out or ruled in or anything like that.
1: Maybe the contractor was feeding information to the wa-
0: I mean, yeah, maybe to the watcher again because this person could be a fixture in the town, knows everybody, you know, is a part of the social club themselves and yeah, we don't want these people here. Their taste is tacky, blah blah mm-hmm. blah, you know. Um or there, like I so he could have done work for the woods and said, right. Thank you for taking such good care of the house. It'll be nice to have a new family and to work mm-hmm. for and then they're not what they thought they were, you know.
1: But maybe maybe they um they were just talking to other people and like inadvertently maybe. gave them information.
0: Maybe. But you would think that they wouldn't when if they knew that this was going
1: on. Also, didn't they say that there was no Um, I guess, um, there was no evidence that there was work being done. Like, there was no vans. There was no construction vans. Like, I I saw in the very beginning whenever they said, like, with the first letter that there was no actual evidence that there was construction happening or that it was a loud, obnoxious construction process like people wanted it to, wanted you to believe it was.
0: Hmm. No. I did not say that. Mm. but basically either my um I think either my theories really boil down to that they're not actively looking for the watcher because um they're like just letting this it was the family theory go on because they don't want the town to look bad and it's why they won't give up the evidence and it's why it's still an open case but nobody's actively looking into it
1: mm. it was just a very prideful town. you know what
0: I think that Both of our theories are kind of like, kind of the same in that, like you're saying, like it's just the neighborhood general, or like the town, whatever, because it is like this beautiful town with downtown shopping and everything, and so they want people to come for that, but don't stay.
1: Um, (laughs) We want your come and visit, but please leave. It's kind of like my house rules. You can come and visit, but just leave. Yeah, at a reasonable time.
0: By eight, something. I mean.
1: If we're getting really down to it, just leave, like, after an hour or so.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Unless you. I mean, it's I've you. been here, you you
1: can live for, here for many
0: hours now. But, um, yeah. So, I think, you know, I think we're kind of on the same page, so. I agree. Something weird's happening. Happening there and, uh, wherever the hell is In the New old Westfield, New, New-, New Jersey. It's fucking New Jersey. Something weird happens there all the time.
1: I mean, the only thing they really got going for them is, like, good food, right? And In the board Jersey? Boy. And Snooki. Oh, God.
0: Right? Listen party's here well you know what we say we're not right
1: but we're not wrong
0: all right we'll see you next time everyone thanks
1: for listening bye